Welcome, everyone, to a special Friday afternoon episode of the Empower Man podcast. It is your boy, Mikey G, talking, talking to you and coming to you live from the very, very free state of Florida. I'm very happy to have Ronnie D back at the helm full time. And today I am joined by the man whose shoulders continue to grow <laughs> and grow and grow. He is the man whose beard is trim and full. He is a man who loves tricolored cookies and pre-workouts. Combined. He is the man combined. Yes. And he is the man who once in a while will have a sausage, <laughs> egg, and cheese from his local deli. He's my <laughs> friend and yours. He's the brother, the parent, the patriot, the friend. He's the champion of the Second Amendment. He's my boy and yours. Let's give it up for Greg A. Tadora, numero uno. Greggy T, what is up? Happy Friday, Mike. Happy Friday. Glad to be here. We're here another day on this earth. We that is it. a blessing. We that is a it. blessing. You know, <laughs> you know, always grateful for another day. Yeah. It is the Friday before the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. which means I'm going to make some chili on Sunday mm, with Tostitos like scoops. Okay. And then I'm going to get another bottle of poopery to keep above my toilet. Yes. And I'll be watching the Super Bowl from my favorite bathroom in my apartment. There you go. Love it. Best way to get Love abs, it. man. Let's take a guess on how many times Taylor Swift's face will appear during the game. Oh, man. I don't know. One too many times, in yeah, my opinion. I, but I, I agree. Whatever. I agree. You know, like... It's kind of, you know, I'm happy for her and her success because I never really like, you know, want to mm -hmm. belittle anyone's success. And she comes from very humble beginnings and I've heard nothing but good things about her. Yeah, I nothing. don't know her personally. I've heard she's like really, she treats everybody nicely. So mm -hmm. I'm a fan of her as a human being. Mm -hmm. It's just the media. Oh, the media gets a little overdone with the obsession. Everything. You know, of Taylor Swift and I'm sure yeah. Travis Kelsey's a good dude too. So like, you know, it's just so much in your face. It's like, come on, man. Guys on the mark. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh <laughs> Greggy T, uh, that's a great hat you're wearing there, sir. What do you got going on and who represents that? GBRS. It's uh they came out with some some grayed out versions of stuff, and the shirt is by a company called Cleared Hot. They make some pretty cool stuff. I do want to give a shout out to VMI Sports. Their ah. ready-to-drink pre-workouts are the shit. They make a blue gummy flavor. You know me and the candy. I do. They make a sour blue gummy flavor. It's the greatest thing I've ever tasted. I get it from Amanda's store all the time, Boundless Nutrition in Pleasantville. So, VMI, if you're listening, love to send me a case. I am not going to turn it down at the door. Appreciate it. Keep up the, the good flavor palette. Doing awesome. So, anyway. Big shout out to them. Right. That's awesome. And we'll shout out to them. And yeah. I'll shout out to Pete's Coffee. Yes. That is in the official Empower Man mug. That's to right. go with my alma mater of St. John's University in Jamaica, Queens. Yes. Because we're getting close to March Madness. We'll think a month away. So yeah. we'll see. Mm -hmm. See if the Big East comes back this year. It's one of the only places where true sports is left in college. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But even that's getting saturated with 
yeah, a lot of uh, you know different types of yeah, exactly avenues of making money. Good for which them. These kids deserve. I do. They kids deserve it. I really think do. about all the guys in our 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 era. If they took a freaking a uh, hundred bucks, they're 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 crucified. Nowadays, these guys are making a lot of money, which is all good. I'm not hating. And I always said, like, if you're a student athlete, what they ought to do is create a trust or some type of thing. So when they leave college, they'll have like, you know, 20 grand, 30 grand already set up for them or a nice escrow account. Something like yeah, that. I like that. That's a good Where idea. They, they can't touch it, but yet they but and it also incentivize them to graduate with a degree. So it's like you can get this upon four years of completion. If you don't graduate, you don't get the money, but the money will be rolled into a scholarship program. Boom. You're exactly. Welcome. You're welcome, universities. Exactly. Great because idea. they're going to get paid. If you leave after one year, you're going to get back contract. So that 15, 20K can go to somebody who needs it, that wants, wants it. Yes. Mm. But I think we can agree, too, that college education isn't really what it used to be. Toilets. And that's what Toilets. really saddens me. And uh, you joke. Know, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that St. John's is not going down that avenue. But, um, you mm. know, uh, you see a lot of things and hear a lot of things. So. Um, yeah, you know, any, any university that I deal with is going to be either, you know, Catholic Christian, you know, Fordham was a Jesuit school in, um, in, you know, is it still is a, a Jesuit school in Manhattan and the Bronx and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't really deal with like these colleges that really have no, I don't want to say moral fabric, but don't really espouse anything that creates values in people, you know? Yeah. Yep. Speaking of creating value, Greggy T. Yes. Interesting topic today. Very. As uh, as I was sitting down having my, I don't know, 10th cup of coffee or <laughs> refilling my IV bag full of Pete's <laughs> house blend, by the way. I altered between Pete's and Cafe Bastello. Cafe Bastello is bomb. Love it. Love Cafe Bastello. Uh, uh, and I put it on the strongest setting. So Of course. It's really, really, you get the flavor. I like the flavor. Mm -hmm. you know? Farrah makes it for me every morning. See, mm -hmm. teach I'm him young, Mike. My, teach him young. Well, I'm trying to train my cat to put her paw on the grind <laughs> button so she can do it when she wakes up. Listen, she can probably figure that out. I know that cat. My so. cat is my cat is really smart. Pretty she's smart. Sitting she's sitting somewhere by my feet. <laughs> but Greggy T, there's a topic today that uh is relevant to everybody because we've all done it at one point in our lives. It's about starting over. Yeah. I've started over probably five or six times. Mm -hmm. Um You've started over um, many, many times. There's often a stigma around starting over. There's often, mm -hmm. often a negative connotation around starting over. Um, yeah. Let's just let's peel the layers back, Greg. Why is starting over such a daunting task? <clears throat> well, first, it depends on what <clears throat> what area we're we're starting over in. Is it relationship? Is it life? Is it job? Is it friendship? So there's different ones, but. <clears throat> It's a daunting task. It's I don't think it's a daunting task. It's all your mindset, but it's portrayed as a daunting task because that's all you see in movies and in conversations with people like, oh, I gotta start all over. You know, it's it's everywhere you go. Um sometimes if you don't fill a format correctly, you gotta start over. So it always has this, like you said, this this stigma attached to it where it's such a negative and I personally think it could be the polar opposite. It could be a complete fresh start, like that old Etch-a-Sketch. You draw on it, and then you rip the paper up, and it's clean slate again. It's kind of nice. That's how you should try to look at things. 
I know it's hard in, in those different areas I named, but it is possible. I believe there's a Latin term. Um, mm. Someone out there, correct me, called tabula rosa. Clean slate. I believe. Well, um, you wouldn't know that Mike just suffered his sixth confirmed concussion, so that's very impressive, Mike. Well done. That's you are a true scholar. Yes, that's why we're having this conversation. And making St. John's about, proud. Yeah. Why? And it's funny why we're talking about starting over because you mm -hmm. talked about life, you talked about relationships, you talked about yeah. friendships. Mm -hmm. um, I think starting over is a daunting task because I think people create this image of this insurmountable hill. Or this suffocation of like, how am I going to do this? I got to start over at 50. Mm -hmm. I got to start over at 52. I just filed for bankruptcy, like yep. WTF, like, or I just, you know, broke up with my girlfriend at 50 something, or I lost everything. And look, we're not saying that we're not mitigating the event. Of course. But I also believe that, and some people may not agree with me vehemently but i believe that things happen for a reason i do i agree with that i agree i think i don't think god makes mistakes with certain things i don't think he makes mistakes in general i'm just saying like there's a reason that you have the business you have there's a reason that the people that are in my business gravitate towards that there's a reason that we are having this podcast and i i like to think a lot in regards to why am i in this position how did this happen you know, and it, in the beginning, it was like, oh, my God, I'm starting over. I just quit my job and went back to school. I'm used to making this much money because that's what I did because I just felt unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what the heck journey kind of journey I was going on. Fast forward all these years later, it was probably the best thing I ever did because it got me out of my comfort zone. It got me to grow as a human being. And I think starting over spurs growth. Did you say did you say that, Greg? Absolutely. And. Everyone's always saying you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, which is what basically you just said. You got out of your comfort zone and you literally grew as a person from it in a lot of different areas. And now look like it's all come together and now it makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And when the, and starting over is such a big thing to say to yourself, like, oh, I got to start over. What yeah. am I going to do? Because it's, it's the initial it's like a gut reaction. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like you get punched in the stomach. You're going to cover your stomach. It's mm -hmm. a gut. It's a gut punch. It's like, I got to start over. Oh my God. Or mm -hmm. like, I'm still renting <clears throat> or I yeah. don't own anything yet. Or what I got to go out and meet another girl or another guy or whatever it is. It's mm -hmm. just that initial, like, shoot, I got to start over. Yeah. But then as you can really just take a deep breath. And I think that's one of the things that people need to understand is Let's take a deep breath and let's look at the pros and cons, which I want to ask you the next question here, Craig T. What are the pros and cons? Let's start with the pros. What are the pros of starting over? The pros of starting over is if you're in something that's not good or not working for you or not where you want to be or not, like you said, satisfying you, it's a pro to start over because you, you give yourself the ability and the chance to change all of that and get something new and turn all those around the the cons of starting over could be you might fail which we talk about this all the time that's okay because you know you might fail at something but another door will open and you don't know who you're going to meet what situation you're going to be put in or i agree with you if it's meant to be it'll be if something doesn't work something else will be there so it's it's 
initially it's it's viewed as a as a con but it really isn't if you if you step in it and allow yourself to be okay with it it's when when you get into something you have to like we'll use anger you could be angry if you have to start over okay anger is we say this all the time it's it's just another emotion it's not a big deal as long as you can work through the anger not a problem if you stay angry it becomes a problem but if your initial thing is like oh i got to start over and then oh i got to climb my way back out and start fresh from the you know from the bottom yeah allow yourself to work through all that but then clear that shit out and do step by step and just keep moving forward and keep going up the ladder to starting over correctly with the with the the right mindset so you got to work through all those initial like oh shit feelings and i agree with you i i think i think the pros of starting over again it's like you have a clean slate yeah it's like if you're forgiven for something mm-hmm. or if you let's say people file for bankruptcy like okay yeah i i filed for bankruptcy but how yeah. many people have i met in my lifetime and you as well every successful person falls on their face Every I mean, single one from Steve Ross, owner of the Miami Dolphins, to other people that I know that have gone bankrupt, yeah. Yeah. but have come back and have built themselves up to these juggernauts. Yeah. To say the least, yep. Joe, because they learn from their experiences. So mm-hmm. when you fail, if failing is something that can be perceived as a bad thing, I think failure is a good thing because it teaches you. You learn from your failures. If you stay open to it, if you keep making the same mistake over that's over different yeah. and over again, then that's a different conversation. But the yep. pros of starting over are just taking the experiences that you learn and apply them. And that gives you that fresh start, whether it's, uh, you know, relationships, the mistakes mm-hmm. you might have made in business, in partnerships, in life, in any type of interaction, understanding how to accept any type of challenge. I think that's the biggest thing with people is that when they are faced with a challenge, the first step is negative. Of course. So I got a concussion last week. You know what? It happens. It's the risk that you take, you know, and it's just something that happens. Was it done intentional? Absolutely not. It was not done intentional. In fact, the, you know, the guys I worked with are really great dudes. I like them a lot. And I know it wasn't intentional. It, everyone has a different style. Everyone has something going on. But I took that as, okay, things could have been a lot worse. I could have been knocked out. Yeah. I could have done this. I could have done that. You know, I went and got checked out. So far, I'm good. Just got to see what the MRI goes. I'm not cleared by a doctor yet. So that's going to take a while. But because there's some post-concussion syndrome going on, there's other things that are happening. Um, there's a positive in everything. And I think mm-hmm. when we start looking for the negative, that's when negative things happen. Listen, if you want to look hard enough, there's always going to be a negative. Right. If It's like anything. When you're living in Manhattan or a big city, and I'm using Manhattan as an example because <laughs> we both live there, things can be at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You name it, it's there. You put the energy out there, it's there. But let's take that Manhattan and apply it to everything else. <clears throat> if you put the energy out there, you will get it. If you're yeah. looking for drugs, somehow through three degrees or seven, nine degrees of separation or whatever that term is called, you'll find someone who can connect you. Or mm-hmm. if you want to find the love of your life or you want to find a great job or you want to connect with a community, yeah, if the energy's out there, you're going to attract her. Yep. Is that safe to say, Greg? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know a lot of successful guys and girls own their own companies now. 
do very well for themselves. That claimed bankruptcy chapter 11 years ago. And it, you know, it was, oh, it's always looked as like, oh my God, that's like life is over. No, it isn't. And, and some people use it as a tool. Some very successful business people use it as a tool to keep growing and enhancing their business, which is fine. But I know a lot of people that are hugely successful now that did that. It's not the end of the world. No. Nope. And, and sometimes that could be the catalyst for change. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, when you file for bankruptcy or something like that happens, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like these are the mistakes I've made in the past. I was able to kind of like settle that. Now, mm -hmm. if you have to file for bankruptcy again, then you didn't learn from your previous lesson. And I yeah. think you know yeah. that might be a con of starting over where you could get in that circle of like being on the hamster wheel yeah yeah like, yeah. Making the like same you said mistakes. you gotta learn from it you gotta learn from it over and over again because i don't think yeah. there's a i don't think there are any cons in starting over i really don't i don't think there are any negative in starting over listen i don't think so either not to say it's not easy you know it's 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 right. not it's gonna be hard at times and certain things are going to be harder than others but the overall it's definitely a good thing you just but that's where it comes in i'm sure we'll talk about this later surrounding yourself with good people as long as you have your friends and family you can get through anything i i, I firmly believe that 100 yeah. it's all about your support your support system and your support yeah. network yeah 100 uh here's something for you greg to, to add on to that Starting over, and I, I labeled it as a self-reset, like a self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. Is it something that should be done more often? I think starting over should be done more often. Or do you think starting over is something that is situational? <clears throat> so not necessarily starting over more often, but what you just said is an evaluation, which is, listen, you get you, you get that at work all the time when you work for a company. You know, they sit you down, they do an evaluation, you know, mid-year, half-year, one-year, whatever. They do that for a reason because they want to check your progress. I think that's important to have someone do to themselves whenever they want, quarterly, yearly, twice a year. I don't care. But because we can get stuck not knowing in something that, you know, we're so used to it every day, our, our routine, that unless we self-evaluate and step back and look at it we might be doing something or a part of that might not be fitting our our core values or that might not be what we want for long-term goals and unless you can self-reflect on that you can take that out but if you're not doing that i think um you can get caught up and overlook it and then if you overlook something long enough it's gonna come and bite you in the end anyway so not necessarily a full reset, but I think definitely evaluations. Yeah, and I agree with you. And and I like to elaborate in regards to starting over. It's not that you got to start everything over. It's just that every day is a new day mm -hmm. if we're lucky enough to get that. Yep. So, you know, we need to be thankful for that first and foremost. Agreed. Um, you know, I think with starting over, it allows you to take the mistakes of yesterday and apply them to today. So I, there should be some type of self reflection on people especially if situations occur things happen like look i'm not saying i'm a perfect when the camera shut off because there are a lot i go through <laughs> wide ranges of emotions but you learn and we're going to talk about gratitude later on in the podcast and you just learn to look at things differently if you practice it 
It's like when any struggle yeah. comes your way, you know, it's like testing your faith. And the book of James talks about when your faith gets a chance to be tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So when your faith is fully grown, you'll be perfect and complete, eating nothing. I like that. Big, big trans cool. Right. It's a big translation of that, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, just you're going to go through trials and tribulations, but just yes. have faith. Like you always say, it's always going to work out. Now, whether you believe that God's going to take care of that, you believe that there's some type of other type of force in the universe that you just believe things are going to work out. Whatever you believe, just have faith. Like we talk about that all the time. And we had a podcast about this, about having faith. Mm -hmm. That faith is going to work out. Have faith in this. Have faith in people. Have faith in that. But if you just keep believing through these trials and tribulations that things are going to work out, then starting over won't be so bad. And then you can take day, you can take each day with a fresh approach. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. It's not easy, but a hundred percent correct. Yep. You just yeah. can't let that that initial those initial thoughts or feelings consume you for a long period of time. Let it consume you for a couple of minutes, move on. But it's tough it. yeah, it's it's hard. It's very hard, especially if you're not practicing it or, or even if you're aware of it. Some people aren't aware that they're just stuck in it. So that's true. And I'll, I'll touch upon stuff in gratitude because I have some good examples for that. I love it. And that's going to get there. We're going to yeah. get there in a little bit. Uh, so starting over, right? You ever see people like, I'm I'm very self-conscious, right? Sometimes I get in the, like, oh, are they talking about me? Or is this person creating? We, the voices in our head get to us like, oh, is they talk? He probably thinks that or she probably thinks that. So yeah. Having it's that natural, self. I think. I think it's natural. I think hundred mo mostly everybody doesn't. So when you look upon it, it's like, oh, Mike's starting over. Like he's only making like X amount, or oh, Mike's living in a five hundred square foot apartment, or Mike's, or we often have the perceived notion how yeah. others judge us for starting over. Mm -hmm. And I think some people can look at it as a bad thing, like, oh my God, Greg's starting over at like forty five. Like, is he crazy? Of course. Or like this or that. 46. So, 46. 46. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll be there in a few months. Yes. <laughs> or I just tell people I'm halfway to 92. <laughs> so here you go for you, Greg. Why is starting over looked at as a bad thing? Like, why do people look down on as such a bad thing? It's a two-parter. So let's start, <clears throat> let's start with that. Okay. Why is starting over looked at as a bad thing? First of all. The all what you just said, I agree with. We don't know what that person's going through or their outlook or their perception or their misperception of things, how they how things land on them. So they might look at us going through something as such a negative, but it could be just them, you know, not secure enough with themselves or maybe they can't go they don't have the strength to do to start over themselves or they don't have the tools or the people or anything that we just spoke about so i think they're projecting their own shit onto our image if we're starting over that's i think part of it and then i just think and i think there's more of those people out there than people that are capable so i think the other part of that is people look at that that way because that's the norm that's mm. what the majority is saying like oh my god he's starting over he only lives in a, in a in a studio apartment and he's how old like they just start that bullshit talking and 
you know, you know me, then I'd like to see those yeah. two people stand on their own, but that's a whole other thing. So right. usually it's those people that can't, you know, survive on their own that, that project and, and talk all the shit. So I think it's, it's in their own head and they just want to fit into the narrative and fit into what everyone else is talking about. The, the older I get, I was like this when I was younger, but I'm really like this now. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. I truly don't care. I have my friends, my family, and my doors are locked. I don't care. You can think and say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. It's, I think more people should get there and people get there on their own time, but I truly don't care. I know you don't. So, no. No. I really, you know, they say <clears throat> there's an old adage that there's a true knowledge starts with fearing the Lord or God and having that, you know, when we, you'll, you, we've all heard that expression that they put the fear of God in them or the fear of God was in them, right? We only fear God when something's bad is about to happen. But if we could just kind of take a step back and have that knowledge beforehand, we might not make that mistake. Uh, I know from experience. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree. I think what you said was great in regards to people projecting their yeah. lack of um, self-courage or, you know, security to say, wow. Yeah. That's pretty admirable. Greg starting over at forty six and living his life. That because if you cool. check them and say just that, like, what's the what's the what's the problem? Yeah. And then they're always like, oh well, no, there isn't any. I'm like, okay, then why'd you say that? What? Why are you thinking and saying those things? And normally, usually, they can't answer that because they don't have an answer. They're just, you know, they're just like regurgitating shit that they've read or seen or what's normal. But when they really, when you check them on it with facts or something, there there's nothing there. And it's like, so what? What is so bad about that? And they're like, no, nothing. And actually, yeah, it's it's good that you're doing that. Like, oh, okay, just want to make sure because you literally just said the opposite. So, and and especially when for a guy when they meet a girl, because you know, some I'm not saying all, but I think the initial contact for I think a girl usually has a checklist, right, in regards <laughs> to like finances, um, family. Um, you know, no core beard, values, no pre-workouts, right. No. right. <laughs> no, like head trauma, no, um, you know, does he have a coffee addiction? Like, are his teeth yellow? Like, does he like, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Right. And cause I know like guys have a check. I have a check. I think we all, everyone has a checklist. I do. It, you know, it's not bad, <clears throat> but it's like, I have a checklist and I know what I'm looking for in somebody and it's being, yeah. being, being. But mm -hmm. I think when you meet somebody, and I've been guilty of this because I've made poor choices in the girls that I've decided to date because weave. money. Weave. weave. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always been about money first. Maybe it's the area that we live in, you know, especially down here, you know, the Manhattan, areas. Manhattan was big. I mean, obviously down there, it's big too. So it's like, do you have a boat? Do you do this? Do you do that? Anything else? Yeah. What kind of car do you drive? And I think mm -hmm. it can kind of cloud your your values and your judgments. And Mike, how Mike drives a Mercedes, ladies, in case anybody's wondering. 2019. Thank you, President Trump. <laughs> Damn right. Nice car. <laughs> I, ain't getting that under, I ain't getting that under this administration. <laughs> no way. The only Mercedes I'm driving under Joe Biden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll get one of those remote controlled Mercedes, you know, I have to plug it in. I use my yep. electric car right here. There it is. Yep. You know, and, and it, again, it's like, cause you want, 
you want people, oh, wow, he does this. Oh, wow, he does that. And even for girls, too, like, oh, wow, like, I think, you know, you always want to make a good impression. You always want to impress the other people. And I think mm-hmm. I I find myself very guilty of that in a lot of things, just trying to almost, like, validate yourself but prove to someone that, hey, like, I can meet you on your level. But you, you can't really think – it's not good to think like that. And I think when you meet somebody, like, oh, yeah, well, I just, you know, I quit my job, went back to school because I wanted to become a better person. I think Ew. the initial thought is, right, Ew. it's like, okay, so he makes no money. Or like, oh, you're renting. Oh, you don't own anything. So that means your value is diminished. And I'm sure for girls, too, it's the same way. Like, like oh. I'm like, being quiet on this one, Mike. Right. you know how I feel about this. It, and I'll speak for it. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, <laughs> it's like when you meet a girl and like, let's just say like they're going through a divorce. They're starting over. Or maybe they went bankrupt, you know, because like I, I met a girl who went bankrupt and she was completely ashamed of it. I was like, don't be ashamed of it. Like, I don't that doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't like, I, you know, and that's a thing that people don't understand. Like, even with the girls that will get enhanced and they'll do things because they don't want to age or they feel like it would make them feel pretty. It, it, it's wonderful. If it's good for you. Awesome. And because it's your body, you have to live in it. But a real guy will appreciate the real you. You know, you don't need to do all that crazy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I like the girl that I met prior to all that, where we go out and have a great time, or we could sit and laugh and talk. So when you really look at starting over, I think there's a self a preconception of what the other person's going to think about us. Do I bring value because I'm starting over? Well, hell yeah, because as I got to swearing, it, it brings a lot of value. You're, you're speaking for me, Mike. It's fine. Exactly, I, I am, <laughs> but my test levels are not that high. <laughs> so, you know, I think it, it, it kind of like we have to preface a conversation like, by the way, I'm starting over. I know. Do you have you? I mean, you probably never done it. I, I, you're a little more probably more secure than I am in that way. It, not or necessarily. That more no, I'm thinking it's I always do. I just, I just like that. I just didn't care to. If you don't like me for that, I want nothing to do with you. But if you're sitting across from me, I, I pretty much already know that. But not all the time. But yeah, if I if I caught a whiff of any of that, I'm not talking to you. I, I don't want anybody like that. I just want somebody that's cool, that's into me for me, because I'm into them for them. I don't care what they have, right. what they do. I, I don't care. I want values. And especially yeah, as you get older, that shit means way more. And any of that other stuff. And where you find those values and who you hang out with. We talked about community, like just going to a church, for example. And like you meet different people, people I would mm-hmm. never hang out with, people I would never be with. You know, you meet them because, you know, your values align. And it doesn't matter what they do for work. It doesn't matter what they have. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, but unfortunately, I think. I know I have to be aware of that, and most guys have to. If you're in a financial position, girls, yeah, you know, stop prefacing with saying, "Yeah, I'm starting over." It doesn't matter. It shouldn't yeah. matter. It shouldn't it matter. Shouldn't matter. I think it's should... a, if you start the conversation like that, I have no problem with that. That's cool. It's right. how they react. If they're, if it's just cool and and there's no ripples in the in the water at all, and and it's then you're good. But if there's like, oh, um. And that's not good. It and shouldn't matter. The person is what matters. That's right. So I hundred percent. I mean, 100%. but also you got to thank social media, all these oh. fucking shows on TV. 
it just bashes good people and they just want drama. Meanwhile, half that shit's made up, but girls think it's real. And it's instant gratification. Everything's perfect. Look at my life. Meanwhile, the car's rented. The clothes aren't theirs. It's it's a it's a scene that was set up for a photo shoot. It's not yeah, it's not real. And eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm being yeah, good I, today, Mike. I'm being good. And that's good. Being good is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's got me real far. It has. Hmm. Here we mm. are now. <laughs> Here we are now, Greg. I mean, you know, who would have thought we – I didn't think I didn't even live to see 46. But, hey. I man. agree with you. I agree. Uh, Greg, um, how do we make starting over something positive? Do what we just said. It's you, – you really have to have your – your end goal realistically in sight. I'm not saying you you have to get it. Listen, some when you start over, it takes time. It's not like, oh, in a week or oh, in a couple months. If that happens, that's great. That's perfect, actually. But the reality is it's, it could take years to build back up, which is fine. Just keep your eye on the prize and work backwards and make sure you're doing everything you can to make those leaps and bounds to get that. That's that's you have to look at it like that. You have to stay positive. And remember why you're starting over. It's okay to break it down and see why. Even if it's not a great reason. Maybe somebody made a horrible mistake. And which is another avenue, but at the end of the day it's you're starting over. Maybe it's all your fault. Okay. You take it on the chin, but you still have to start over and you might as well start over positive. You know what? Not gonna do that ever again. Look what it cost me. That's a positive. Something negative happened, but you can make that a positive in the future for something else, another opportunity, another person, another business, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But that takes the right mindset, and you're not gonna be able to do that if you don't have your head right. And I'll add on to that too. It's also about the verbiage that comes out of our mouth, right? It's just saying, um, "I have to start over." You should look at it like I get to start over. Not one word, one word in that sentence you just said changes the entire thing. One word, and that's that changes to all the energy, everything. It's crazy. Words matter, man. Words matter. I'm a big advocate of that in business, in life, in relationships. One word in that sentence changes the entire feeling of it. Think about the people that don't get a chance to start over. Mm-hmm. And you've been given an opportunity to start over. People would die to have second chances or to start over. And so don't take it for granted. you got to look at it as find the positive somewhere. Find it somewhere. You have to, or third chance. You know, people get, you know, whatever it might be, I think. Um, you know, um, and I, I'm going to kind of hop over here because I think this will be a, a great way to tie into gratitude. So, right. So just saying from I have to, to I get to start over kind of leads to more of a mindset of gratitude. Greg, how does gratitude play a role in helping people start over? It sets the tone for the energy you're putting out there. You know, you always say it's important to to put out to the universe what you want, right? So I have a friend who, a single girl, great job. She doesn't like her job, but it's a great job. She gets paid okay, you know, owns her own house, the whole nine. Mm. To me, positive. But when I talk to her, always down. Like, what's up? Oh, I have no money. 
all my friends are doing this. They're going on vacations. Can't meet a guy. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's always like that. And I'm like, all right. Um, your friends that are going on all these vacations, where do they live? She's a younger girl. They live at home. I'm like, okay, well, let's do the finances on that alone. You live alone. You live at home. Guess what? You're not paying for shit. So I don't care what job you have. You're stacking money. That's right. She's like, why me? I don't know. She was 120,000 a year. That's great. That's good. Good money. She goes, yeah, but it all goes to like mortgage and this and that. I go, but you own something. You have value. You have equity. You own your car. Like instead of looking at, oh, my friends are going here and there. You're light years ahead of them right now. Optically, like, okay, your Instagram doesn't match theirs. Who cares? You own a car, you own a home, you have a successful job, you are able to save a tiny bit of money, like you have all these things. And it's the gratitude that I'm trying to portray to her. And it's it's a slow and steady progress because if someone's never thought like that before, it's not going to just happen quick. It's slow. Like, just be grateful for one thing. She, what am I going to be grateful for? I'm like, that you made it to the uh, that you made it to the gym today. A lot of people died today. A lot of people got hurt today. They can't do anything anymore. It's and and roll the eyes like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, you roll your eyes until you can't roll your eyes. And you have to look at little things like that. Uh, you own a home. You're I don't know, I'm 26 years old or 27. I'm like, yo, you're good. You are you're you're in like the one percent of people your age that are doing it on their own, not bankrolled or financed by anybody. You are good to go on that alone. Remind yourself every day when you wake up and your feet hit the ground. First of all, that you should be grateful for that. But if you can't see that, look around. Yo, I own this. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. So you're educated. It's like there's so many things. They just they need that direction of the gratitude, which is their mindset. And if you're not, if you're if you're not used to doing that. It doesn't come natural, and you have to be reminded and taught that all the time until until one or two things become natural, and then you can start. I think it's like a magnet. Once you start, you know, involuntarily being grateful for certain little things, like more will come, more will come. And I, but I, that's all in your head. You you have to you have to be grateful for that. You're good at that, but you always weren't good at that. You you learned and you practiced that. So I mean. Look at us in our 20s. Were we grateful for anything? I mean, we were grateful that we were not in jail or like we didn't like, you know, do something really bad. But like we weren't truly grateful for the things we're grateful for now. No, but that's a that's a that's a daily practice. It's a habit. It's a lifestyle and a mindset that I think comes with maturity and practice. I agree with you. And I think that, is, you know, again, it's, it is the maturity and, you know, life experiences are probably our greatest teacher. Yeah. And being able to say, you know, a lot of people will put gratitude posts, like inspirational quotes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's always, this, you know, primarily <laughs> it's the same, you know, guys and girls will talk about like, Oh, I don't need anybody. It might be this, the case with people, mm -hmm. but what do you really take away from that? If I put out there like that, you know, gratitude is this, the best attitude, but I don't practice it, then what am I really doing? It's like I'm I'm getting a false sense of validation because I'm putting something out there I'm not capable of doing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So really, this generation, I feel, is lost in that sense because let me put it out there so people think that I'm doing X, but behind the scenes, I'm not really doing that. And gratitude mm-hmm. starts with, you know, just like you said, the simple things like being grateful. Like I got food. I think people don't have food. It's a sin to waste food. How many people are hungry? Yeah. Yep. I don't know and about you. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. I just, it's the head. Um, <laughs> What's my excuse? <laughs> it's the head, right? So I eat everything in my house before I get something. My protein goes. That's awesome. Most part, like I'll have eggs, beans, and rice for breakfast because I feel like for the most part, wasting food and don't get me wrong. We, there is some waste, but wasting food is such a sin when you go and you look at other countries and people that don't Mm -hmm. have running water. They don't have any type of food to eat. And here we are just egregiously throwing stuff out. Oh, it tastes, ugh, I hate it. Listen, if there was something that I didn't like that tasted like crap and I could like wipe some of the stuff off it. I'm going to salvage some of it. Just, this yeah. is how I am. I yeah. just, I think I it's a sin to waste food. I really do. I do too, man. I totally agree with you. I totally you know, agree. And like you said, start small. Be grateful you have running water. Be grateful you have hot water. Be grateful you have a roof over your head. Whether you're renting, you own, you have a car you drive that gets you from point A to point B. You see, I see people walking around all the time that are not in a like major city like a Chicago or yeah. New York. Or yeah. That doesn't. You, know, so you gotta imagine having to walk everywhere in Florida. Florida, you gotta drive everywhere. You have to. Everywhere. And there's people that don't have cars. They gotta walk or what? Man, that's brutal. Obviously, like, Manhattan's a lot easier. Oh still, yeah, it, it's Even like DC, Chicago. Yeah. You got the the elevated train. But just look at like I work from home for the most part. Like that's a blessing. Like you don't like I can live a lifestyle where I can work from home. Like you know, like okay, so yeah. I'm not around people as much. Oh uh, well, there's a there's always something. But like man. That's pretty freaking cool that I can go make it five cups of coffee a day and bang out work all day. <laughs> Listen, no bullshit. You can't fake real gratitude. Yes, you can try to front on, on fucking Instagram or whatever other thing you do with all these inspirational quotes from people that, that don't know what they're talking about or whatever, that don't live the lifestyle. But you tr- you can't fake real gratitude. The people that do it for real understand what we're talking about. You're not going to agree. So I agree. And, you know, we talked about mindset earlier, Greggy T, the victim mindset. Mm-hmm. We talked about mindset. Do you think starting over, we automatically go into victim mode? Yes. I think certain people are faster to get out of it, like we've been speaking about. So, yeah, I think because the initial thing is, oh my God, the, the weight of like starting over. And then some people will take five minutes, 10 minutes, a day, whatever. And then, all right, let's put in gear. What do I have to do? Give me my checklist. Let's make a checklist. And I got to start going through the things. And there's other people that just wallow in the shit. And they get stuck like quicksand and they can't get out of it. And then fast forward and that becomes their life. And then they've wasted all their time. So I think, yeah, I think that it's, it's, it happens. It happens. And I think it's fine. As long as you can get yourself out of it, you know, you, you see all these stupid shows, these housewife shows and all that, and they get a divorce or whatever, and they're complaining. Listen, divorce sucks, but I'm saying they're complaining. Oh, I only got like 10 million and this and that. Hmm. Stop, stop that. Just be grateful that you, that you have that. 
You know, there's a lot of people that don't have anything. There's a lot of single moms out there that don't have shit. And you're complaining about straight up first world problems. I, I don't respect that at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and it's all goes circles back to the company that you keep. It's and that company that stays with their company. And that's why it's a big joke. Exactly. And, yep. you know, when it comes to reality TV, I'm sure they're probably getting paid to act a certain way. I'm sure their real life persona and their on camera persona are pretty much morphed into each other. There's probably no delineation between the two. Remind me off camera to tell you about the housewives experience I had. Mm -hmm. Or they could, <laughs> people could log on to our Patreon channel coming soon. <laughs> we should probably make one. <laughs> we should. Uh, it's the real stuff. It, it, it gets real. Uh, yeah. Greggy T, uh, what tips would you give someone that came to you and said, hey, dude, I need to start over. I just don't like the way things are going, whether they want to quit drugs or alcohol, whether mm -hmm. they want to like say, hey, you know what? I've been approaching my business the wrong way. What, um, what tips would you give someone? comes to you looking for advice on how to just start over and start fresh, start anew. First and foremost, first question I would ask is, do you know what you want? Mm. Because most people don't know what they really want. And that can be in any of those categories you just named. It's not just one. And so you got to know what you want first. And then once you know what you want, now you have a target. And then you can come up with a plan with different avenues to get to that target. So I think that a tip is knowing what you want, working backwards from it, but also there's different pitfalls that people can go through, you know, along the way have contingency, a contingency B contingency C in case you come up with that, you already have that somewhat mapped out. So, you know, okay, this happened. All right, let's pivot and do this. Cause you pivot, but you're still going to your target. So I think first and foremost is know what you want. And then the second thing is make sure you have a good group of people around you. I don't care if it's one person, five people to keep you on your path because you're going to get pulled probably in a bunch of different ways. You can be easily influenced by social media, television, whatever, and that can pull you off your, off your path. And you can get derailed really quick. So you have to have people that will hold you accountable to what you really want. And you need that, even though it could be hard sometimes. Like you might not want a friend to be real with you. Listen, there's friends that tell you what you want to hear. Then there's friends that will, you know, smack the shit out of you, grab you and, and say, what are you doing? Those are the type of people you need in the situations, in my opinion. So I think... A good, those are some tips right there. And, and listen, we're all going to have our moments where we're like, oh, what the hell is going on? My world is collapsing. Like everything is, my finances are out of control or my relationships out of control, whatever. Okay. Okay. Get it all out. And then, you know, refocus your attention on what you want, why you're doing this and how to get there. You just got to stay on target. You have to. You don't have a that's, choice. What's your other choice? Mm -hmm. That's the word, target. You got to have a target. You got to have a goal. Yeah. You got to have a starting point. 
and you got to have a goal. And I think for anyone that has a starting point, let's take credit card debt, for example. We as a country are in like 33 trillion, some absurd number of credit cards. You card think they would teach that in schools at a young age, which I think they should, but. They do. But young people, as you've seen in society over the last four years, were their targets. Because credit vulnerable. card should thank social media because holy shit, did it probably help their business? Yeah, I mean, just look at uh, I like to talk for myself. Like some weeks, it's like I'm glad I have credit cards because <laughs> yeah. you know it just with inflation and everything else, it just mm -hmm. it's driving yeah. everything crazy. But like, if you have a goal and you have a target, like you have a starting point, then I think for credit card debt, for example, it's have a have a, a hard date like i'm going to have this done because it's a declaration it's like i am deserving i am worthy you can apply that to i will be free of credit card debt by this date this is how i'm gonna do it that's working backwards so you have your target date and then you you can now do the timeline whatever that is and divide up payments by that and you're good but you have to be disciplined and you got to hold yourself accountable because no one else is going to do it. The credit card companies sure aren't because they don't want you to because they want that interest. Exactly. And so. I think it's, and that's a whole other conversation we'll get into yeah. when it comes to finances. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is a really good good chat here, Greggy T. Uh, you know, you've, your pearls of wisdom shine through, shown through, I think, shine shown through. I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Um, but, you know, bear a beacon me. of light right here. I'm a, I'm a beacon of light, Mike. I don't know what to tell you. Jesus. You are, hey, listen, a, a light <laughs> on a hill cannot be hidden. And that is from the Bible itself, my friend. You are that light on the hill, yeah. and your light cannot be hidden. No matter how many dark clouds come your way, sir, that bright light shines through. As the coffin bomb goes down. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, Greggy T, fill us in real quick. Forever Progress, how's it going? Where can people find you if they mm -hmm. want to have your coaching services and yep. just give us an overall update. Foreverprogress.com, Forever Progress on Instagram. Still killing it with the private sessions. I got a couple clients that they're not comfortable yet, like I said, in the group environment, but that's all part of opening up in real estate specifically. Groups are good because two heads are better than one, four are better than two. And it, and when you collaborate, it, it opens up way more avenues for mindset, marketing, talking to people. One word in a sentence, like you said before, makes all the difference. Same in sales. So I think that the group setting is way better for that. And um, it also shows once people are in a group, they realize that they're not alone. Even though everyone thinks they are, I'm the only one that must think this or I'm the only one that's worried about that. You're all in the same boat. You just don't realize it. So it's important. But yeah, that's that's going well. The rum is moving along, sir. Moving along one day closer. So sometime in the next couple months, we will have a launch party. We'll announce it here. Come on down to Florida for it. Um, I know you'll be there. And I think it'll be pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to that. Big time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love a good rum and coke, man. That and what about your business? Where can people find you, sir? Because you don't like to talk about it, but you're scaling and growing, and people need I, to know. You're right. I don't like talking about it. But uh, you should because you're really good at what you do, and it shows. 
Well, I appreciate that. And it shows because I'm wearing a baseball hat and a t-shirt from my college because, <laughs> and I haven't shaved in like five yes, years. Yes. Grow it out, Mike. Grow but, well, the salt and pepper is very distinct. Listen, I, what do you think all this is? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I went white at like 29, man. Stress. Oh, yeah. It's good. This is just, I'm not coloring shit. Just let me let nah, it go. me neither, man. I'm going to turn into like George Clooney, I think. <laughs> oh, remind me to tell you about a story about him. Yeah. I actually have a George Clooney story too. We'll talk about that off off camera. Mine happened at Pure Platinum in Fort Lauderdale, and I'll leave it there. Oh, very nice. Nineteen ninety, nice. no, nine, um, 98, 99. Well, here's a little unknown fact of mm. life. Mm -hmm. George Clooney was on Facts of Life. Remember watching that? And I had, and still do, have the biggest crush on Blair. Lisa Welchel, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> I honestly love you. If you're listening. Mm -hmm. You know? Anyway, yeah. And yeah. Yo, I have, let me tell you something. Uh, my, because I'm a child of the 80s, right? And this is where. Thank God. Elizabeth Shoe still looks amazing. Adventures in babysitting, cocktail. <laughs> I mean, Come on, dude. Like before Tom Cruise went a little, you know, a little out there. I'm glad he's able to come back a little bit. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I cried during Maverick Top Gun, as we all did. And that was a great movie. It's great. That movie. was a great and, movie. And speaking of the 80s, we didn't She's attractive. This. Oh. What's her name? Oh, Jennifer Connelly. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. That's how I know I'm getting better. Mike, you're good, man. You're your getting good. there. Getting you're better. Greggy T getting, clears you. You're clear. I'm getting better. Yes. You know, speaking of the 80s, Apollo Creed died. Carl Weathers died. It's a part of my childhood. That stunk. Mm. Good actor. You know? Oh, man. It was awesome. I in mean, great like, shape. And uh, what is that? Um, Predator? Predator. He was awesome. Mm. Predator was... A lot yeah, of growth. Had, a lot of growth. <laughs> bro, you had Jesse Ventura, Arnold, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Am I, wasn't Stallone in Predator too? No, he wasn't. That was Arnold. Yeah. Arnold's Predator. <laughs> I mean, the, the people, I think when you look at movie stars now versus when we were growing up, I mean, they were legit like stars. Like the only one I compare that to is like The Rock because he's that level of stardom like Arnold. Probably, I don't think I'd say he's probably bigger than Arnold. I think he because I think The Rock transcends culture. I think he's really between you know, wrestling and bodybuilding wasn't as big as wrestling. It was still small when yeah. Arnold took yeah. it and made it. But mm -hmm. um yeah these guys we I mean we had like so many good actresses and like oh of course God. you know so it's super cool. Yeah man Greggy T this was awesome. Uh we will be tuning in next week. I'll be making like I said earlier my chili for the Super Bowl and probably just nice. gonna relax at home and just uh who you got in the game, Mike? The Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Well, my mind is telling me San Francisco. My mind's telling me Kansas City because I want to hit the hit some parlays. My heart's telling me San Francisco. <laughs> but next year, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to ride on that that white horse, man. Like you know, like Paul Revere in the American Revolution, and he's going to lead the Jets to the promised land. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. J E T S. Jets. 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 As long as he's not riding on that uh, that card off the field, I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs>
your lips to God's ears, bro. Like that's my biggest fear. He's just gonna like take one snap. He's gonna be done. Even if he doesn't play another snap, Aaron Rodgers is the most entertaining free agent signing any New York sports team has ever. He's, he's awesome. Is, he's the man. He's awesome. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, if you're listening, like Lisa Welter, Aaron, respect. You are the man, dude. Respect. Please, please, if you hear about us, please come on. Awesome. Respect. You are the man, dude. You are the man. And you are loved and appreciated. <laughs> For sure. Mr. Pfizer, that's still the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I would pay, I would pay, and we'll close on this. I would pay any amount of money to see Aaron Rodgers and RFK Jr. debate Travis Kelsey and Dr. Fauci. That would be that would, so one-sided. That would, what a joke. Bro, that'd be box joke. office heaven. That would be great. Uh, well, anywho, Greggy T, it's been real. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. And happy Friday. And one thing that we didn't do, and we've made a yes, we've done this a couple Brink, times. We'll do it on the end. Right. We'll never forget about you. Ever. Our first responders, our firemen, our policemen and women, our firewomen, our EMTs, all of our first responders. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for keeping our community safe and sound. We love you. and You are greatly appreciated. Yep, absolutely. And and to all the military personnel here and overseas, thank you. Please be careful. There's a lot of shit going on out there. And um, watch your backs and get home safe. And we need to start taking care of this country. Amen to that. And take care of yourself. Absolutely. Get your house in order. Get your house in order. On that note, Greggy T, I'm out. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next week. God bless. Later, everybody.